This is The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We are your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. This week on The Mud Peddlers. On The Mud Peddlers. On The Mud Peddlers, we are talking about sack anime. Yes. And it's a little bit reversed because uh, technically sack anime happened before ClayCon West. Yes. But we recorded our ClayCon West episode first. Lindsay got big sick after sack anime, for those of you who didn't listen to the previous episode and it was it was like it was bad to the point where you couldn't go to click on west no no i was it was it was i was very sad like it was it was weird because so i was only like painfully sick mm-hmm. for three three or four days but then every day after that for the next like 10 was basically like oh maybe i'm doing okay and then i would like make a sandwich and be exhausted so yeah i did not get to go to ClayCon west but uh and then we did not get to record an episode about sack anime because i was sick right um which normally we would do like the week after sack anime or the following week but anyway traveling and uh, so we're getting to it now so, so we're life gonna... got in the way Oh my god. Alright, so I figured for this episode we can do like a classic. Alright, what were your overall impressions? What went well? What didn't go well? So I I do know for you personally that you didn't have the wind behind your back and God on your side this time. I did not. Tell me about that. I had neither of those things. Alright, so I guess this is I guess this is technically starting with the what didn't go well. So overall, what was really different about this particular sack anime for me is that uh, my uh, booth position was in a completely different spot. Right. So previous conventions for the last, like at least I think two, I had a really unique booth situation because I was very close to the corner. Right. Um, I was close to a like main walkway. Right. And because I had a gigantic like seven foot across pillar bisecting my booth. Right. I basically got to expand to two tables. Mm. So I had basically two tables for the price of one and it just happened to be that there was a big pillar in the middle. But honestly, it was fine. I kind of made it like a point of humor. I put little signs on each side that said like, feel free to ask me any questions. I might be on the other side of the pillar and it became like a thing and then it was easy. So this convention, they completely changed the overall arrangement of the floor. Right. Uh, A little bit less so for Artist Alley, like the Artist Alley section seemed to be aligned, or seemed to be organized in the kind of more traditional way where it's like, there's long rows, and then like in between those long rows are like short columns. So Mm -hmm. like the, the rows themselves are like probably, I don't know, maybe 15 booths down, but then there's like only one or two tables going uh, across mm. so like long columns short rows and that basically creates so when people walk and move a big like s shape right but i guess they they for a number of reasons i think both for like choosing to structure the con differently and also because i guess there were some like fire code regulations that may have been like off they they completely rearranged it so we, what they did with the vendor section is instead of having it be long columns and and then short rows across, it was a, essentially arranged like a grid. So each block was probably, what, maybe like four? It was like a four by four. So you would have yeah. four vendors on the row, four vendors on the column. Right. And what was really interesting about that is it completely changed how people navigated the space. Yes. They also changed like how you navigate from the artist alley to the vendor section. So there was essentially a row of 
booths that you could not pass through. There was only like to get from the vendor section to the artist alley and vice versa, there was only like one small walkway. Mm. And then to get into the whole building itself, there was only one entryway. And then I think there was one other way that you could get in, but you couldn't get out or you could get out, but couldn't get in. Anyway, I got that from second, secondhand stories of people telling me how it was organized. But yeah. anyway. I enjoyed how it was kind of put together this time, I think. Yeah? Yeah, because, like, you... Last year, you were essentially in a main row. Like, you were in a main aisle. Yeah. I think what they tried to do this year is they tried to even that out. Because there were some tables that were clearly more fortuitous than other tables. Uh -huh. And so if you were put in a bad position, it was like, well, sorry, that's the table you got. This year, it kind of seemed like everything, or at least they tried to even it out. Yeah. There were still main rows, but the main rows weren't so large that you could ignore the the like minor the middle rows the grid section rows yeah and that that's just from my point of view because like i was on a corner last year mm -hmm. and this year i was in an aisle and i thought like oh man we're screwed yeah because i had yeah. a pillar in front of me as well oh yeah you guys you're yeah you guys had kind of an odd placement yeah yeah and i thought we were going to get less sales but I, we got like a little bit more just considering yeah. that like it was organized in such a way that people had to go through us to get to other places yes and i think that's People, how people used to see my booth is that they would see it getting from like, I was like right off one of the main walkways. Right. But I think I'll say what is a little bit challenging about the way that it was organized this time around is that it may have been like, I think the, the attempt was to make it more equal, yes. but I don't think that's actually how it played out. I could agree to that. And it'd be interesting to see like if over the years, if they kept with that layout, if people would just get used to navigating the space differently. Yeah. But I think most convention goers, because most con spaces in terms of like, the artist alley and the vendor is organized that same way. Mm. I think people just were kind of like, wait, where do I go? Like, yeah. there wasn't that natural, like, S-shaped pattern. True. And so folks who were in those middle aisles, like me, got completely left behind. Not, okay, not completely, not completely yeah, but, but it was, like, yeah. I I noticed my, my foot traffic. So overall, I made about $8,000, mm -hmm. and that is $3,000 less than I made last year. But God was at your back last year, and also, the wind was on your side. Well, yes, but I think the thing that the thing that made the biggest difference was the amount of foot traffic that I got. That's fair. And my whole row also had a similar issue. Like our entire row, we were looking around the con going like, where is everybody? You were in a sneaky inner, you were in like the middle of the middle. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was kind of hard to get to you. Yeah, a lot. I had a couple different people come up and say like, yeah, I've been like on Sunday, they came up and they said, we've been looking for you since Friday and we could not find you. Yeah. And I posted where I was. Yeah. But it was just that I think it just, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm trying not to like, on the sack anime organizers because I get that they're trying to do something they're different. They're trying. Um, but yeah, for for me and the other folks on my row, it just didn't like. I think one one of the one of the folks, um, uh, Jen from Genuine Ponds, mm -hmm. love her. She's awesome. She actually did better this time than she had done in previous years. Mm -hmm. So it worked out. She actually, I think, was the only person in our row who actually did better than last time. Mm -hmm. Everybody else was like, yeah, our sales are ass compared to what they normally are. And we're going to be so, there next year as well, right? Yeah, you yeah. You signed up, I signed up. Yeah. So for anyone looking for us in Sacramento at the convention center for next Sac Anime, we will mm -hmm. be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sac Anime Summer. Uh, yeah, yeah. So so we'll be there. I, I got on a wait list to try and get a, a corner table space to, again, hopefully just get more eyes, hopefully maybe be on one of the, like, like 
quasi long columns that people still seem to kind of because there still seem to be like certain areas that just got more through traffic yeah i just went more through traffic yeah, yeah yeah that so that was that was the biggest issue for for me is that just like the conversion rate seemed to be the same like in terms of for for the number of people who came to the table it seemed like the percentage of people who bought things mm -hmm. was the same it's just that so fewer people came to the table that like like i i hired so okay so I, it, was, it was really sweet so you i had a lot of boys in the yard i did i did you had a lot you had must have had some milkshakes back there <laughs> I, yeah yeah great milkshakes yeah so i hired one friend um and then the other one i tried to pay him and he wouldn't let me yeah get yeah Sorry. no <laughs> <laughs> no it was really it was really sweet so so yeah so i had i had like you had help. I had help. I had two, I had one person who was there all weekend, and then I had two different people who were there on like Friday and then Saturday. But honestly, I I could have done that con probably by myself if I had, yeah, had to. I it would have so, been but... kind of stressful. But that's how few people came by the booth. But mm. okay, well, okay, I'll add that. Well, I'll, I'll say. I saw the size of your table, and it wasn't. You know, you could rub the dough yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, again, it's not so much the size of the table. It's the... <laughs> it's the... Uh... Size is all that matters. <laughs> oh, God. It's all I have. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not good at it. I yeah. can size. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Let right. me have this one. Okay. All right. I got you. I got you, bro. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was less the size. It was just the number of... The, there were just so fewer people who came yeah. in. Like, I... There was... Normally, at the last... Honestly, at every con I've been to, even when I was still just in Artist Alley, not in the vendor section, mm -hmm. there were always times where there was a literal crowd in front of my booth and yes. I was scrambling to take care of people. Yes. I would be like ringing somebody up and then looking to the next person saying, okay, like, I'll, 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 I'll get you in just a quick second. I'm just going to finish wrapping. You and I are like, different animals, bro. You and I are different yeah, animals. Yeah, no, no, for sure. After the second day, I ignore people and I'm like, look, man, if you want to buy it, let me know. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, like, I'm like, not going to, I'm not going to stand up. I'm sorry. I'm editing video. Yeah, yeah, no, we definitely approach things differently, but all right, let me see. Okay, there's a few other things that didn't go well, but but I want to hear about your overall impressions, like how much you made, and then like... Don't worry about my time. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you always. But uh, one question, though. Did you yeah. see what they did with your previous space from last year, this year? Uh, they, yes. The booth space I used to have mm -hmm. no longer exists. As a, as a booth? As a booth. So what they did, essentially, and I'm asking you rhetorically, like, I know the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. essentially what they did is they just put their station there, like, the people who ran the con were like, well, we keep putting vendors here and they keep complaining they don't have enough space. I wasn't gonna complain. That's the thing. I loved my my old booth space well that's i think i think you're not like the first right so yeah they probably had x amount of people over the years yeah, yeah yeah and so the people who run it were probably like screw it we're just gonna take that space for ourselves <laughs> and so they had the sign up booth and uh what would be like the help desk yeah. and the badge desk at the mm -hmm. same place yeah. just kind of not wrapped around but in front of the giant seven foot pillar that Lindsay was at yeah and i was like that's smart actually that's smart. That way no one's getting like more space or less space. Everyone's just getting their space they paid for. And I'm yeah, like, that, that makes I mean, sense. There's no, there, that's the thing that's, that is kind of tough though, is that like at a con, there's really like no such thing as like, yeah. like there's always, and that, and that's what's tricky is that like I'm experiencing the thing where it's like, oh yeah, I was just lucky before that like yes. I had an excellent location and yeah. now I just have less. Now I have the normie. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, just, I still do think it was worse. Like I, I talked to so many different people 
at the con like because I was I was asking people like as they were coming through like hey like what do you think of the new layout and like a couple of people said they liked it but most people were like yeah it's kind of confusing like I don't know where anything is right so I don't think it was just that I have the normie spot now mm -hmm. I think it was it's also like like yes it's it's less of a beneficial spot than I used to have combined with the new layout is kind of people are getting used to that you got nerfed for sure yeah, got, yeah 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 you got like yeah, because where you were, were is, was in, so so for anyone who can't uh, can't visualize what we're talking about, and I know Lindsay already did like a good mm. job kind of laying it out, it's essentially a giant square room that's broken into two sectors, right down the middle, essentially. And, well, it's like four sectors, but let's just say two. <laughs> These two sectors are broken down in between artists and then vendors. Vendors are usually like, people who sell toys from companies like Bandai and things of that nature, right? Mm -hmm. And like stuffed animals and whatnot. You can also be in there if you are willing to pay a higher price. Yes. Like, so I'm you, an artist who was in a vendor spot. Yes. Ha, the Technically, our badge says, like, vendor slash artist. Right. So, but, but in terms of, there's no distinct area for people who are not the big importers of, like, the plushies and the cards and stuff like that, but right. who are basically small artists. We're very like middle us. ground, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We produce, but we're, yeah, anyway. And then there's, like, artists, artists, who are usually on the right-hand side. Lindsay was kind of in the core of both of these things, right? So yeah. a, her table was almost directly in the middle, yeah. to be honest with you. So a lot of people just didn't get to you. Yeah. Like, I saw well, you through mine. Because there wasn't any through traffic either. Like, I only like, had Like, there was traffic. a literal, like, wall of booths that people... Because, like, again, there was a booth space that I had where it was, like... I was also kind of in that core middle area, mm -hmm. but you could, but there was through traffic, so people could go. People had from, to walk through there to get to other. Yeah, yeah. You were with. You didn't I, I was. I was in the middle, and there was a wall of non-passable booths from the artist section into the vendor section. Yes. But anyway, my, I'm sorry, Karen. No, you're fine. Uh, and my table stacked pretty well because I'm a tea cozy, so I'm selling teacups and teapots and like tea bowls and bowls mm -hmm. and mugs. And then tea, I have... Tea Cozy is a local uh, tea company. Awesome, yes. awesome company. Love those I guys. I get all my tea from them. Yeah. And I usually go with them to this con and they sell tea. I bring like a generator and some mm -hmm. hot water and they bring tea and they brew it there and then they... And I essentially drink tea and edit videos the entire time I'm there. And I usually only stop to talk to someone who's also a ceramic artist. Uh-huh. You know, you know the old, like, what con is this fired at? And then yeah. my... And it's like, ding, ding, yeah, ding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you are a ceramic artist. <laughs> you know what the word con means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, or if someone's willing to talk to me about, like, usually the, the stick that I get. And I'm not... I was, I was in a mood when I was there. Yeah. But... Now I realize, right? So usually what happens is someone goes, oh, I used to do this in high school. And then I have to kind of engage with them, mm. right? And I have to try to find middle ground with them. Because mm -hmm. I'm really only, I'll be honest with you, I am only interested in the people that are, uh, I guess, currently in the culture. I don't want to, sure, sure. you know, that's kind of a, but like someone who's like, oh yeah, I tried this once in a high school class 20 years ago. Yeah? And I'm like, yes, that is awesome. But the things that I talk about, because I'm currently doing it, are probably different from what... Like, I'm not going to throw out the word flux ratios to you. Oh, right. Although, it's gonna I make mean, you... admittedly, like, even people like myself, if you just asked... If you were spouting stuff about a flux ratio and we hadn't had those conversations, yeah. I'd have been like, I mean, I'm a professional ceramic artist, but I don't know what that means. Or, yeah, I just have to reel it. Yeah. I just have know. to reel it back, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I remember I did have one person. I think I told you about them. And I usually, at these tables, I always have one snarky person. 
Oh. And then the mask just comes right off. Oh my god. Okay, just so I remember I remember your last year's one. Okay, what happened this time? So okay, so the last year one was just this big he just looked like he owned a truck and wore only Carhartt and like wore his hat only front wear, you know. Okay. I'm talking okay. about a stereotype, of course. But like had dirt on his jeans and he picked it last year was like he picked up my pottery and was like, so what's so special about this? And as soon as I heard the tone and the question, mm -hmm. I dropped the mask and I was like, Do you want me? To word for word. So you want me to convince you to buy it? Or do you actually like ceramic artwork? Or mm. are you asking rhetorically? Because you already don't think this is special. Like, what's going on here? Mm. And he was like, well, does it stay hot longer? Does it does it serve a special use? I say, I guarantee it's stronger than anything you have in your cabinet because you most likely buy your stuff from sources that are not handmade. These are higher fired. These are handmade glazes. You will not find these glazes anywhere else in the world because I developed a lot of them myself. Mm -hmm. And the stuff that you buy from like Pottery Barn and Walmart are usually low fired unless they're porcelain. And even those are just one of like a million versus these are usually one of a kind because I do not usually do production yeah. work. And even if you did do production work, they're still handmade. Right, yeah. And yeah. he was like, okay, so do they stay hot for very long? And I said, well, you can probably just buy a thermos, right? If that's what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. But these are, these are, if you do not value art in the way that other people value art. These are not valuable to you. Mm -hmm. And then he looked at his son. His son was next to him, and his son, they looked at each other and laughed. And I was like, "That's not a. That's not funny. That's. I don't understand why I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, "All right, whatever." And I just went back to editing, and then he walked away. Yeah. And then he came. He, I remember he came back once, and he said, "How long will this stay cold?" Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Well, we live in Sacramento. It's winter right now, so not very long if you wanted to take that outside. But in the summer, it would stay hot very long." And he goes, why well, in Sacramento? And I was like, okay. Yeah. Buy a thermos. <laughs> like, what do <are> you, like... <laughs> why are you stroking yourself off to not ceramics in front of me? I don't understand. I don't understand. This spot about ceramics. Anyway, yeah. the person this time was, was easier dealt with because the previous guy kind of kept going. Mm. The previous guy felt like a jock that, like, looked at his jock friends and was like, <laughs> ceramics are lame, right? And I was like, yeah, if you don't like them, I guess. Mm. But I like them, and your pseudo-bullying techniques to your own child that you made and probably raised with your own ethics and whatnot is not working on me. Mm. You basically have a mini-me. I don't know. This person who came up this time was like, so is that what you make, is you make avatar things? And I said, well, I'm at a convention right now. But he said it in a very snarky way, to be fair. He said it oh, okay. in a, okay, so is that all you make is avatar stuff? And I said, well, I have a lot more things that I make that are not cups with cartoons on them. Mm -hmm. But since we're at an anime convention, I'm making that because that is what gets the most attention and sells, as you can tell, because you picked one up. And then he just went, hmm, that's fair, and put it back down and left. And I was like, well, that was easy. That's, oh. that, that was cool. That was easy. Yeah. Like, he got the point. Okay. Like, yeah. 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 I'm in Rome. I'm going to dress. <laughs> when, when in Rome. When in Rome, right? Yeah. Like I'm, ju I'm just going to do the thing I ought to be doing while I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, yeah, that, that was my only negative. Okay. I think the, the good things this time is that I bought my own generator. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh no, I was going to ask, though. How much did you make? If I'm stretching it, probably four. Thousand? Yeah. Okay. How three three or four. How many pieces did you bring? Oh, a le little less than a hundred easily. Okay. Yeah. I forgot to mention how many pieces I brought. Oh, 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 actually, you know what? I took proper inventory this time. So I can actually I look up exactly how many pieces I brought. And I, I brought too many because I did not sell enough. Oh, Lord. I brought 313 pieces. 
and I probably Dang. I probably brought like a third to a half of it back. Yeah, I probably sold maybe half my inventory, mm -hmm. but I will say my prices. So I, I've made a stance, and the stance is that I lower my prices, right? But I don't want to lower them too much because mm -hmm. the way it works, and this is for people who care about the prices of my work and how I work them, is that I make a base price on how much it costs for me to make an item. Mm -hmm. Then I add value on it, and then I add shipping to it, and that's how much you get for my website prices. Okay. Right? So, like, let's say I want to sell a teacup for $35, mm -hmm. or, like, probably closer to 32 or 33 then I add about $12 onto it, because that's how much shipping is. Shipping, mm -hmm. packaging, labeling, all that, and the equipment. And that's like 40-something dollars. Okay. 43, 45 usually. So if you look on my website and you see a teacup, and it's like 40-something dollars, I'm realistically only getting 33 to 35, 32 to 35 dollars mm -hmm. from that. And then I have to minus materials. And right. that's maybe three, four dollars per little cup mm -hmm. maximum. Yeah, that's the nice thing about ceramics is that all things considered, the material costs are not that bad. Yeah, and we and we usually kind of buy in bulk. We buy clay and glazes and materials and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So realistically speaking, when you buy a teacup from me, I'm getting like thirty bucks. Mm -hmm. Like I'm really benefiting thirty dollars, and even that goes back into the company, right? Right, right, because that's not that's not accounting for the cost of firing, overhead, labor, labor, all that, all e that. Exactly. Yeah. I think Old Forge did a really good post. Yeah. Uh, a while back on like, he actually measured out how much it takes for him, how much money it takes to make a specific glaze. Mm -hmm. And then he dipped a yes. pot and was like, this is exactly how much this pot would cost. Yes, yes. Based on how much glaze and minerals. And he had to do it with one glaze because every glaze is different. Of yeah, 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 yeah. Um, based on the minerals and the cost mm -hmm. at the time. And even that's outdated information because like lithium and cobalt have gone up since then. Yeah, yeah. You know, shout out to Old Forge. Yeah, um, yeah, seriously. Yeah, and actually, and small note on that, you know, again, if you haven't listened to some of the earlier episodes of The Mud Peddlers, we have a couple episodes about pricing, and there are many different ways to approach pricing. Some people do the material costs, other people go by market comparisons. Right. There's, there's a lot of different ways to do it, so just know that that's not, like, the, the only way to do it. Yeah, so... Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, so you're saying with your with your prices. Right, and you're right. A lot of people have different barometers, and so my... <laughs> My barometer is just how annoying it was to get it there and sell it to you, <laughs> realistically. Because, like, yeah. teacups aren't that bad, so I don't mind undercutting teacups. But uh, the person I'm with was kind of been setting my prices for me. And she's mm -hmm. like, look, teacups are 40 bucks across the board. Yeah. Okay? Good. And I was like, okay, that's fair. She goes, on the last day, you can put them down to, like, 38 or 35 if you want. Mm -hmm. And then on the last day, she's like, oh, no, I forgot my markers. I can't change the price. <laughs> <laughs> she baited me hella hard. Oh, I um, love Linda. She's great. She's great. She's fantastic. W without her, I don't think I would be at the table because she's kind of mm -hmm. like the front man for everything. Yeah. She's yeah. kind of like, hey, this is Dante. He has handmade stuff. He makes a lot of his own glazes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. And when people do ceramics, they love to hear that. The people who are like, yeah. I used to do it in high school. They hear he makes a lot of his own glazes and they're like, what? It's like, what? Well, you can do that? And I'm like, yeah, it's actually super easy. I could probably teach you in an afternoon, realistically speaking. So my prices were 45 for a mug because mm -hmm. I basically, what I do, as per the previous thing I was saying, is I take the shipping off, really. Yeah. And then I get there and then I go, well, it was kind of annoying to bring all this stuff here mm -hmm. and I have to pay for the table. Yeah. Right? But I'm sharing the price of the table space. So I kind of math that in and I go, you know what? Let's tack on five more dollars. Mm -hmm. So usually my mugs on my website would be... 50 something dollars i try not to go above 60 mm -hmm. uh and then i go okay well that's like mm, 40 something dollars maybe uh add a little bit more and it's 45 dollars for a oh, okay yeah yeah yeah. right and teacups are the same way teacups are usually around 
40 something dollars and I take shipping off and that's 35 30 something dollars and I go well, add five more dollars that's 40 mm-hmm. bucks mm-hmm. right the difference is and I know we're getting into prices here in the weeds bowls are different because I sell bowls by the set I don't like it when people walk away with one bowl because most people want a set of bowls so I have a set of bowls that are they're not really sets they're singular bowls mm-hmm. and I have them off to the side and I go here are singular bowls like a bowl that didn't, its brother didn't make it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still nice. <laughs> and then I have sets of bowls. Yeah. How many are in a set? Two. Okay. Two are in a set, and then those are usually around seventy-two dollars because mm-hmm. you're paying thirty-something dollars for every bowl. Right. Right. It's technically two products that nest together, that fit into each other, and they're made specifically to go together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if somebody wants a regular one-off bowl, it's mm-hmm. like thirty-five bucks. I'm like, here's a bowl. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that being said. Those are my prices. I sold about half my stock. Is that so? You did you raise or lower your prices from last convention, Sack Anime Summer? They were about the same. Okay. But I lowered them on the last day. Oh. Okay. And I usually okay. try to lower them on the last day, realistically as kind of a punishment mechanic for those of the those people who didn't buy like the good stuff first. <laughs> I feel kind of bad about that, but at the same time, it's like supp- that's how supply and demand mm. work. You know, like if you that- wanted an avatar thing first you were paying more for getting it first and if you wanted like the good glaze and you were looking for me and you were like that's dante he Mm. makes this item i want it and i want the good one and i want to talk to him about it and like you got the best version of that first (laughs) for the original price yeah but if you come back and you're like oh that fire nation one is a little less red than the one i saw yesterday i'm Mm. like well it's two dollars less but you did get one that is less red yes Mm -hmm. that's how that works people bought the better ones first yeah I actually don't lower my prices on the last day kind of for the opposite reason. Like, and I get what some people do. Like, cause again, I think for a lot of folks who are, you know, traveling a long ways to get to conventions, it makes sense to lower your prices because it, you would earn more money by selling those pieces at a discount than having to lug all that stuff back. Yeah, I don't But for me, you know, we live in Sacramento. It's not like the shipping costs are a thing for getting back home. Right. It is nice to see that actually, I think over the years, there's been more and more people who have come to me on or come to my booth on Friday and been like, yeah, I, I missed, you know, the, the mug that I wanted to get last time. So I made sure to come back on the first day this time. And that's really nice to see that like, okay, like, cause again, I don't like the idea of people waiting to the last day just to get a sale price. And I get why people do that. I don't like it either. Yeah. I mean, I get, I get why people do it. Like, yeah, but I think, it was, it was interesting, actually. So the way that I adjusted my prices this time a little bit... You adjusted them. I did, yeah. I raised them uh, by five bucks. Mm-hmm. So, and part of the reason that I raised them by five to get them to an even round number is because I ended up doing a little bit more research on, like, the psychology of pricing. Mm-hmm. And apparently, normally I'll price my... Like, I'll, I like okay, so a teacup, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, my teacups, I they used to be 35 and I priced them at 40. Mm-hmm. The reason I didn't price them at 39, which was my normal inclination, because I was like, oh, 39, like, it's less than 40. Like, yeah, everybody knows it's a psychological scam. That's the old trick. Yeah, sure. I mean, but but honestly, like, it still works. But the reason that I ended up keeping it at 40 is because mm-hmm. when I, I, I found a couple articles that talked about how if you have an item that's priced at a round number like that, people more associate it with, like, luxury goods, so like, so for instance, if, if I, if I sold a cup for 39 and again, this is broadly speaking, a $39 cup, people are going to have the sense of, Oh, I'm getting a deal because it's 39. It's cheaper than 40. Like, oh. you know, there's that sense. But if it's a $40 mug, people go, Oh wow. Like 
this is a handmade specialty cup. That's this isn't cool. a this isn't a deal. Yeah. I'm paying for like a luxury item because this is handmade by this person in front of me. You know, so so I I raised I raised my prices to get round numbers. So uh, teacups went. So I basically raised everything by by five bucks. And then I actually I'm really happy about how I raise my prices for my dragon egg mugs because I've I've known for a while that like my dragon egg cups are underpriced for how much time I put into them and labor and labor yeah. yeah so I actually I added let me think I think I sold was it over a hundred tell me that oh yeah oh yeah 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 oh, La me Jerry last convention I sold my dragon egg cups for one ninety five. $195. As in like a cousin of 200 Yes. And <laughs> this convention, I sold them for 250 <laughs> And they sold. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I'm really, really glad I did that because this was probably the first time that I'm like, okay, that feels good. Like, this doesn't feel like I undercharge <sighs> myself because I put a lot of time in it. And these particular ones, like, I even put, like, a little extra time. Like, I carved the foot. I, I really, like, judged these pieces up because yeah. they were the pieces that I had actually made for Alpha Fired Arts holiday show. Yeah. So I, I, I made three dragon egg mugs. I put them in the Alpha Ceramics holiday show. And then I was like, cool, holiday show's over. All right, they didn't sell. Cool, I'm going to sell my sock anime. And it ended up working out yeah. well. I feel bad, but I almost never put good work in a show and expect it to sell anymore you know what i mean oh yeah that's it's just not where it's at now yeah i feel bad i don't i don't even know if that's a true statement i just i bring my stuff to an art gallery and they're like we'll sell it and we'll take a commission off it and then i come back to pick up the same sad piece and mm. they're like many people saw it and i'm like yeah yeah instagram posts do that too thank you <laughs> yeah yeah no there's there's yeah there's so much that goes into like whether or not selling at a gallery is worth it and also yeah. the right gallery and who's how they're promoting your work. That's I want to support that's a whole them, other thing, but, but it is yeah. a whole other thing. Yeah. Well, we should, we should, we should do an interview about that sometime. Talk to someone who sells their work at galleries. And... So I could bad mouth them on. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Just... Sure, sure, sure. Your gallery is ass catch <laughs> Right. Great. Love that. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So, or so you sold about... 50 pieces, you brought about 100, made uh, about 4,000. Maybe I sold like 70? I'll be honest with you, like 50 of those pieces mm -hmm. were just avatar cups. Oh, nice, okay, because so. that's what people were buying. Yeah. And that's what people sold, that's what I sold most of. Mm -hmm. And what I learned from this is that I need to redo my display, but most of the pieces I brought, I might've brought a little tiny bit more than 100, maybe 120. Okay. But like 40 of them were just avatar cups because people, nice. people are buying them and they like them and. And that was something that you were really like, I said, because I feel like I remember after last SAC anime, you were like, I got to make like yeah. a bunch of this particular design. So that was something. And they also made more of the, um, so the ones that have like the kind of geometric rough yes. outside. Yeah. So I, I figured out one art style that I really like, which was a goal for me from last year, right? Mm -hmm. Was to like really delve into something that I like and I'm proud of. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Art style. And making my own glazes helps with that a lot too, because it really plays around with the, the horizontal texture of a lot of those things. Yeah, If that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like, like for anyone who doesn't know, if you put a glaze that has, I don't want to say face separation, but if you have a glaze that it works. It breaks is the, yeah. is the Essentially, yes. common term, I feel like. Yeah. For when you have a glaze that behaves differently when it's thin yes. or thick and then having a surface texture. Yes, yes. Makes, it makes, it highlights that difference because You're as right. the glaze matures and moves, it like, gets thinner over the areas that are like pointy yes. essentially yeah and it also it also pulls in the areas that kind of like like cradle it if that makes sense yeah, yeah 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 so if you put it on a tile that had texture and the tile was flat 
it would pull in those textures, but the raised texture, it would have a different... Yeah. It's not face... I want to make very clear, it's not face separation. That is not what it is. But I just didn't know the word. Yeah. So thank you, Lindsay. I, I like that because a lot of those textures that I make on those things lend hand to, to pulling and breaking. Yeah. And if I create the right glaze that kind of can play with those horizontal textures, mm -hmm. then, like, it looks immaculate. People yeah. Are, and then I tell people, like, by the way, that's one glaze. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, three different things in here. And I'm like, yeah, and I know. I made that shit. It's crazy. It's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. It took yeah. me three months to make that. Yeah. <laughs> what was I saying? Right. Uh, yeah, we're talking about what like what you brought like inventory and theme was to Sack yeah. Anime. And I really like those, and people seem to really respond to them. Mm -hmm. So I kept making them. Uh, by the way, shout out to Alex Olson. He's the per he's the person that I tried to imitate that style after, oh, and I oh, couldn't yeah. do it, uh -huh. so I ended up making my own style. Oh, it. nice, nice. And I was like, I just can't do what he does, and then I accidentally ended up making a, a whole different thing. Hell yeah. And I was like, oh. The value of experimenting yeah, and like kind of copying, but not, because obviously you can't exactly copy someone. 100%. That's why I'm very pro uh, just trying out different techniques that other people have already discovered. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, well, that's biting. Like you're just trying to do something someone else is doing. Most of the time, you can't do it anyway. Yeah, like it's you're going to get something different. You're going to get something different. Most yeah. of the time, if you're just trying to do it by hand, mm -hmm. there are people who like slip cast that you can clearly make their slip casts, right? With enough technology and, and know-how, right? And like classes and whatnot. But most of the time I see something on Instagram and I'm like, I want to try that. And I try it and I was like, I didn't get anywhere close to what they're doing, but I do like what I'm doing. So I'm going to keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. And because even with slip casting, it's like depends on the forms they're making 100%. and all that. But yeah, I think inventory wise, I, uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't, I made some poor decisions you, in, in what, what I brought. Well, you pounded it out for a bit. Right. But the problem is that, so uh, the problem is that when I started like really like pounding out designs, mm -hmm. I did not properly plan out how many I could make in the time available. Uh -huh. So essentially what I, what I started doing is I went, oh, okay, like I should just make like a bunch of alignment cups because I know I'm gonna need them anyway. And so I'll make a bunch of alignment cups. I'm gonna make a bunch of these and a bunch of these and a bunch of these. But the problem is I ran out of time. So like literally half of my inventory was just alignment cups. Oh. And I don't sell that many alignment cups. Oh. So I I have like, it, this is, <sighs> I could put this in like the what didn't go well category, but in some ways it's like also a good thing because I learned like for me, like my main goal this year is just better time management and better planning mm -hmm. so that I don't end up in a situation where again, like literally about half my inventory didn't sell because it was all alignment mugs and those don't sell that much. And I also, because I didn't manage my time well, the only like dragon egg mugs were the pieces that I had from, for, that I had made for Alpha. Like, oh. because I had already made that like commitment. I didn't make any of the mushroom cauldron mugs. I didn't make any of the necromancer mugs. Like all the kind of the more specialty designs and people asked about them. They're like, hey, like last time you had these really cool like mushroom cups or these like cups that had the bones on them. I'm like, oh yeah, like I ran out of time. Mm. So it's like, I think this convention in terms of like the numbers that I brought, mm. I did not plan as well as you did when it came to like, you were like, all right, avatar cups, gonna I make a bunch of these. one extra thing, yeah. yeah. Geometric cups, gonna make a bunch of those. Yeah. And yeah, so that's, that's definitely something that I am looking at differently this year so that when <laughs> I have the inventory, I have like not only the more like specialty designs, because again, I'm, I'm really happy to see that people are not only asking about them, but seem to be willing to pay for them. Like again, the increased price for the dragon egg mugs. You know, I still may not sell very many of them, but it's, 
it's nice to get that feedback from the audience about like what they're wanting. It is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think the majority of your problem is that you were not in like a fortuitous spot. You were not in like a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I, 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 was, you're hard on yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, I, I also really do like, I recognize that the time management wasn't where it needed to be because, okay. because again, like I really, I didn't, if I had, I think if I had taken a second to like look at the time and been like, okay, realistically, how many can I make in this amount of time? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have made as many alignment mugs as I did. Mm -hmm. I would have made more dragon egg mugs, more of the mushroom mugs, more of the other, yeah, just 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 more designs. And oh, one thing that was good though, mm -hmm. uh, that was different is I made, I finally got around to making D&D class mugs mm -hmm. because a bunch of people were asking about those. Yeah, it's hot popping right now. Yeah. Especially with Baldur's Gate. Yeah. People really associate that with D&D. Yeah. They didn't sell as fast as I thought they would, like, because it really seemed like there were only a couple designs or a couple classes that people kept asking about. Like, mm. Warlock was really popular, Paladin, I think Bard. So when those, because I only brought two of each class, so when those ones sold out, like, they were gone, and then, mm. no, like, no one wanted to buy, like, the wizard ones. Of course. So I actually still need to read to tweak those, though, because the designs, like, again, that's what's, like, really tricky about, like... <laughs> Again, time management. If I had designed those earlier and gotten them, got like tested one design, I would have been able to see that like how I design them in the file, like in the actual Photoshop file, mm -hmm. it does it like the image doesn't translate the same way into clay because like, you know, it's like if you have something really, really finely detailed in the stamp, the clay's not going to get into that. Yeah. design and you, so yeah. the image isn't going to be as clear and that's what i ran into so the designs didn't look as clean as i wanted like them to too intricate for the clay yeah it was yeah. too intricate yeah so i gotta go back and i gotta tweak some stuff but um anyway where was it going with that oh yeah but that was just like in terms of new design so i didn't manage my time super well but at least i did get some new some new designs in but i want to find that balance so that i can get the uh, enough of the classic old designs that i know sell well new really elaborate designs like the mushroom mugs and the the necromancer mugs yeah and then also just entirely new designs are you worried that because i know they usually roll our spots so like i assume oh, that yeah. next year i'm going to be in the same spot yeah yeah are you worried about yeah um, <laughs> are you worried about the fact that because i assume that they're just going to roll me like they oh, usually do yeah, yeah they're yeah. going to put you in the same spot yeah. You need a game plan. Lady. I mean, honestly, my game plan is to, I mean, I'm still going to try and like, like, cause I think there were sales that I missed out on because I didn't have certain designs. Like if I had made 10 warlock mugs, I probably would have made more sales. You need because, a banner of war, Lindsay. Yeah, right? You need a bed with your picture on yeah. it. Yeah. Just making pottery. Yeah. Lindsay the potter. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That sounds wrong, but yeah. It does. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I tried Dante the Potter for a while, and I was like, sounds wrong. Yeah, yeah, you're Dante of Earth Nations, right? I think that's a better... Yeah, yeah, yeah I like it. But yeah, just, I, I think, honestly, I think my game plan is to, like, make more of the designs that I know people like, recognize that the foot traffic is going to be lower, so I'm going to need less help. Yes. Um, I definitely, like, I am still glad that I have help, because I, by Sunday... I have kind of realized that at some point during the day, I need to like lay underneath the table and like dissociate for a little bit. <laughs> Your friend was telling me about yes, that. Yes, yes. He was like, she just laid underneath the table. Yep. For yep. a while. And I'm like, that's, under? She's good? That's honestly what I need to do because I social, I, I get socialed out. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think, I think my, I'm mitigating. So in terms of like game plan, like you're asking about. Yeah. Mitigating my expectations. So mm -hmm. recognizing that I'm going to get less foot traffic. So I'm not going to need as much help. 
I'm still probably going to pay my friend for their help because like knowing that he's gonna be there all three days really does help, especially with takedown because God knows that's exhausting at the end. I like your friend. He's very, yeah. he's very like ex-military. No, no, he, I mean, he's and, literally in the Air Force. Yeah, oh, okay. And I'm, yeah. I'm not military at all, but uh -huh. I was, I, 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 I have the same like communication style as military people. Oh, so yeah. I really like communicating with them. Yeah, yeah, I, I, know. I seem to like understand right. the functionality behind their language. Yeah, yeah. Some mitigating expectations, having more designs that I know sell well, and then I think it's it's kind of just a good reminder not to put too many of my eggs in one basket, so to speak, because mm -hmm. you know, I mean, again, realistically, like if I had gotten sick. The weekend of Sack Anime. A couple I'm, days later, right? Yeah, like yeah. I'm, that's, I mean, that's like a third of my income for the year. Like, that's, right. if I miss that, like, I, so it's kind of like as I'm prepping inventory for next Sack Anime, because mentally I'm basically going from, like, I'm, I'm basically already like, okay, gotta step, start prepping for Sack Anime summer. Right. Like, I'm already, like, that, that's gonna be the whole year, basically, is just mm. prepping for the fall season. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to have a few, I'm going to try and have more online updates throughout the year mm -hmm. so that I at least have a bit more income built up when the fall season comes around so that like if I get sick, if something happens, I'm not caught with my pants down proverbially. <laughs> right. So the thing that just going forward, the thing that you yeah. and I have to worry about essentially together mm -hmm. is that like we have Ensika that mm -hmm. is coming like next year. Yeah. We don't have to worry about flying for a while. Yeah. Right? yeah we're yeah, not yeah. going to Ensika this year. ClayCon West is taken care of. Mm -hmm. Right. And so next year from this point forward, we have like five months to get ready for SAC anime and maybe mm -hmm. make content. And that that's like what we stand on right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it for a while. Yeah. Um, well, you're also teaching though. That's the like, cause, cause like, Oh, I'm so, f I'm so f excited. Oh my God. Yeah. So they yeah, have yeah. six brand new scut kilns that they don't know how to, yeah, they have like, six, they took me to, I know this is a whole nother thing, but they showed me the three kilns they use and they're like, we use just this one for bisking and then we use this one for glaze. Mm. And they're like, we only fired a cone five. And I'm like, oh, changing that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's gonna change. But they took me, you know, they drove the, I think we talked about this before. We had a little golf cart. They drove the golf cart. We took basically a car to like a whole nother station within mm -hmm. the inner city. And they were like, here's our second station. And took me to a classroom that was way bigger, like five, six times bigger. And they were like, here's the kilns we don't use. And oh there's like God. three more scut kilns. Jesus. But I'm oh, so excited yeah. because I'm I'm going to put all the glaze tests yeah. in the kiln. Yeah. All the test aisles. That's going to be awesome. And I hope to shake hands. Because there's like three or four people that know how to make glaze. Mm -hmm. And I hope to either learn from them or them from me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to create like a little group of people who like share information from each other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. very, I'm very excited about it. That's good. Yeah. But I'm going to, I'm not going to produce out of their kilns, but like I'm using it for. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's having, having that teaching. And then again, you're still at your other job, like having, having those multiple sources of income helps mitigate against things like a, a particular event not going as well. So I think right. that, so I think that's good. So I want to do a little bit more of that, but also I've got, yeah, anyway, I got other, I got other plans. So, all right. So we've talked about some of the stuff that didn't go as well. We've talked about changing prices. We've I have talked a, about, I have a rant that you're going to fight me on whenever you're ready for it. I just thought I would 
Okay, all right. Save it till the end of the cast. Okay, all right. We're not quite done yet. Okay, I'm just letting you know. Okay, I I will mentally prepare for it. Let's talk about some of the other things that went, like, well. Like, what were some, like, just good, like, really good takeaways for you for this convention? So, I brought my own generator this year instead of paying for... I've essentially learned since last time. So, Mm -hmm. last table... I learned that the Wi-Fi, or at least your cell phone service, does not penetrate the convention center very well, Mm. but they will sell you Wi-Fi for $80 a day, and that day is not a 24-hour cycle. Mm. That day is a day cycle, so when it reaches 12 midnight, you have to pay for it again, Mm -hmm. which means that if you bought it at like 10 p.m., you have two hours of Wi-Fi for $80. Yeah. So I talked to a buddy of mine, he said, just buy this phone, it has a hotspot, and it has some of the best coverage. This is not a commercial for them, but it is Verizon. Mm-hmm. And it should penetrate the walls. I have a Verizon, but it's like a Wi-Fi hotspot, basically. Right. Yeah, it's like 80 bucks for the weekend. It's so much cheaper. Right. But so you have a phone. The through, phone that yeah. I got is also its own Wi-Fi hotspot. It's like four gigs. And I was mm-hmm. like, if I upload like three YouTube videos, that's it. And a, tra- a transition, a money transition doesn't cost that much. Mm-hmm. But long story short, you need some type of cell phone service in order to do transactions. Because mm-hmm. most people don't use actual money nowadays they use mm-hmm. you know plastic or, or a card of some mm-hmm. sort and the wi-fi like i don't know if they actually have a wi-fi scrambler i don't know i swear to god i low-key think they do but like essentially you're no oh, i think with the exception of like there's there's one cell phone service that people still seem to have reception reception in the inside the building yeah but like i have at&t and i get zero reception same when i'm in the building so if i want to have any card transactions i need the wi-fi same and i have a i have like a qr code because people ask me what are your social medias right i want to follow you and then i go scan that and they Mm -hmm. go i can't and my brain goes you got at&t yep like you you have Mm at&t but everyone else is so i have to tell them like take a picture of it and your phone will scan it from the picture yeah if you you have business cards no and even if i did i'd have i'd still have the qr code on the business card yeah and, like, they still couldn't, so I'd have to be like, you gotta wait until you're outside to go skinning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And usually by that point, it's out of sight, out of mind. Right, They're right. They're like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Right, so. I started doing business cards again because I, I tried, well, because I tried using the QR code thing, but people just don't, like, see it really as much, I feel like. Although people yeah. also don't really they see it. They look for cards. Yeah they, yeah, they do look for cards. Sometimes it's, <laughs> sometimes they don't see it when even when it's, like, in front of them. So it's like, yeah, but, I, but like, the whole out of sight, out of mind thing is definitely a thing. So I did business cards, and I actually did business cards that double as stickers and people mm-hmm. kind of seem to think that was fun so even anyway, i but, even uh, i do it i pick up someone's business card and then mm-hmm. i find like a pocket full of cards when i get home yeah and then but i go nice. do i remember this person and if not i'm like oh trash yeah like i feel bad but if i do it and i'm an artist they mm-hmm. definitely they definitely do it yeah so i got my own phone for like 60 bucks mm-hmm. which is now my backup phone essentially but it is tied to verizon and then i pay about 60 dollars for a month worth of service and it has 4G and a hotspot, so I can nice. tether it to my computer or my laptop or whatever if I want to watch, or my pad if I want to watch videos. And on top of that, I'm free to make transactions for the month. So that wasn't a problem. So that's the thing that I learned, and I loved it. It was fantastic. Last year, I was changing micro SD cards and trying to... Oh, yeah, that was like a whole thing. I had like three cards rotating at one time because I couldn't figure out the system. Yeah. Because... Total by Verizon and Verizon are two different things. Right. Even though they both have Verizon in them and they're basically the same satellites. So I paid for total by Verizon. Mm-hmm. And that that's basically every time I go to a table, I, I'm like, here's 60 bucks. Give me service for a month. And they go, okay. And that's it. Yeah. Super simple. Lady on the phone who runs it the last two or three times seems to be super nice. The second thing that I learned from this convention, mm-hmm. which I think was a 
Wait, can I actually add a little bit mm -hmm. talking about the thing? Okay, so I so I ran into something a little different with with my Wi-Fi thing this time around. Oh. So again, I have the I have the um the hotspot. The hotspot, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing that was tricky this time around is I thought when I bought that that I would be able to re-up it for the same like 30 bucks or something like that for like a month. Y yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that would work because essentially, so I paid when I, okay. So last, last convention, when I got this Wi-Fi adapter, mm -hmm. I paid for the Wi-Fi adapter, which was or Wi-Fi hotspot, which was, I think like 70 or 80 bucks. Yes. And then I paid for essentially starting up an account with Verizon and then paid for the data essentially like the five gigs of data or whatever so how much were how much was the data and how much was the account and were they separate charges or it was a combined charge but i think like the startup fee was like maybe 50 bucks and i think the data was 30. Okay. so the thing that was tricky though is i thought i would not ever have to re-up that account creation fee i see but apparently when you go for more than like a month without using or buying more data, they essentially delete your account. Yes. So I found out I'm, I have to like re-up. I have to essentially, I thought I was gonna only have to pay 30 bucks every time I wanted like more data, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna have to pay the full like like 60 or 70. Um, maybe it was 80. Again, I got it. It's so funny. I need to actually go back and like look at the details on this because it was I was just kind of scrambling by the end of things. Yeah. But so that's a little bit of a bummer. That's something that I thought was going to be different that I wouldn't have to deal with. But it's still cheaper than buying w the Wi-Fi service that the convention provides. 100%. And I think it's also better reception, too, because I've heard that like... The Wi-Fi's ass. Yeah, the Wi-Fi's ass. Even if, people e all buy it. even if you pay for it, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, to piggyback off yours, they do the same thing to me. My phone, yeah. every time I pay for it, because I go months without using it, yeah. is they give me a brand new number. Because they're like, you haven't used your account. Do you want to make a new number? Or do you want to keep the same one? Mm. And even if I say I want to keep the same one, they're like, someone else got it. We recycled it. Oh, yeah. And so every time now, I just go, just give me a new number. Mm -hmm. So I just troll my friends. <laughs> be like, what's up? Like, text one of the PlayStation guys. What's up, baby? Oh, that's funny. And they're like, who is this? And I'm like, you don't remember me from last... Like, what are the <laughs> I drink, you know? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, my God. I um, love that. But, like, you're my boss and my wife. I'm like, this is the burner number for the month. Just, yeah. Just letting you know. Mm -hmm. So if you get a text from this number, that means the other phone cannot be, like, activated right now or whatever. Like, I yeah. can't text you from it because of bad reception. Yeah. Um, the thing that I learned this time is that I need to get better about my spatial reasoning and presentation. Mm. So the thing that really put me on this time is that I went to click on West and saw the way other people present their tables. Mm. And it was very clear to me, no shade. It was very clear to me that there are some people who are used to going to tables um. and there are some people who are not. The yeah. people who are not just have a cloth and they just put their work on the table. There's mm -hmm. no stands. There's right. no signs. There's no stickers. There's no there's no uh, like legend essentially to tell you mm -hmm. like how much is what. Nothing like that, mm -hmm. right? It's just like a card and just like I have this cup that I made. Mm -hmm. It's on the table. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And I put it. I put like ten of them there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then there were the people who like were clearly used to going to tables. Yeah. Who had a setup. Who had like their earrings separated from this. Who had their stands and every stand had one piece on it and it had a little mm. sign with their label on it and a sticker with a price on it mm -hmm. and everything and i saw the most immaculate thing i've ever seen in my life Tell me. um i have these little boxes and i tear them you know right yeah so yeah, i have yeah. a box and then i put the box behind the box uh -huh. and then i put a box on top of the box that is behind the box yes yeah, so and that, that you makes create a small like stairs a yeah yes i saw someone who had like a cupcake 
stand holder thing that was tiered by itself. And it's specifically meant for dining room sets. Ooh. And it clicked to me that dining room presentation, I don't know if I want to say culture, but style is exactly paired up with ceramic work, especially that of functional wear. Yeah. Because that's the entire thing. I, I will show it to you. I've already bought two of I them. think I kind of understand what you're talking about. So it's it's so it's essentially real it's kind of like like how the like mug tree became like a thing. So it's not just This is a good one. Yes, 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 like yes. This. Oh, pretty. Right. And so the one that I bought, and for those of you who are listening, you cannot see it because I'm showing it to Lindsay. It's called Wooden Display Stand, Wood Cupcake Stands, Tool Free. It's not free. I don't know why they put that. Um, tool rustic. Free, probably, like, you don't need tools to put it together. You don't. It's it's And it folds, yeah. too, too, right? So, like, if you look at the picture here, it looks like this. Yeah, okay, yeah, look yeah. Look how dope that is for, for teacups. Think about it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's, that's like, that's what I do. I, I don't do this. Yeah. Right? And so my stand is like this. My stand takes up this much space to this much space on the mm -hmm. table. This thing takes up this much space. Mm. Right? And it folds. So instead of toting a box full of boxes, a yeah. box full of wooden boxes, yeah. that takes up an entire space, I can fold these, shove them in the side of my tote, yeah. and then put more product in there. That immediately raises the game for me. Yeah. A whole other box of product, a whole other display. You know what? what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that I and can... I was like, I'm buying those. I kind of like that display. Yeah. But the thing for me, the reason that I, I, I didn't buy those, because again, when I was looking at like setting up my display, the reason I didn't buy those ones yeah. is because I don't like that you can see through it. See through them. Yeah. So so essentially, and again, it's difficult for, again, we're, we're, we're on a podcast medium, so it's a little tricky. Yeah, that's right. But essentially, it's kind of like a, like a spice rack where it's like, it's, or, okay, imagine a staircase, mm -hmm. but there's no front facing panel so you're oh. just seeing the horizontal panels yes so my display is set up to have that front facing panel mm -hmm. and the reason i like that is so that you can't see through you have a background for the you work. have a background for the work that and makes sense yeah. i'm just gonna put the boxes behind it now yeah that could that could work yeah i'm yeah, just gonna yeah, yeah. put them instead of horizontally yeah. i'm gonna put them vertically yeah and then they're just gonna not be able to see through it yeah the the other thing too that's that is like part of why i designed mine the way that i my box my tiered system the way that it is too mm -hmm. is that with the product that you're looking at mm -hmm. you can't put anything behind it because it's just not organized yeah. that way with <laughs> with my boxes yeah. uh stuff underneath and behind you can it. put stuff underneath behind because yeah. it's essentially it's one large box that mm -hmm. becomes uh it's like the middle tier oh i see and then i've got a short tier and then another box that goes on top of the mid-range box but that whole there's like a whole ass area to put stuff behind. You have like a cavern. I've got a cavern. I see. Right. So that's, but I hear what you're saying overall where it's like, yeah, if you have, if you have a more efficiently designed tiered system. Yes. You can display things more, more efficiently, more like elegantly, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I want it to look a bit more elegant yeah. than anything else because I just want it to look like it was presented mm -hmm. more than anything else. Cause what usually happens is I bring this giant setup Yeah. and then I'm like, well, this giant setup is an entire box mm -hmm. full of setup materials and anything that compacts that with the same amount of effect with more product on the table, mm -hmm. um, to me looks nicer and is just more effective. Yeah. So like I'm going to put all of the organic style carved mugs on one of those. Yeah. And then I'm gonna put all the avatar cups on another one of those. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. I'm gonna put the bowls on probably something else. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't wanna know what it is yet. Yeah. 
And then I'll put like the mugs on something else. Mm -hmm. And then the information to how to get more stuff that I sell is going to be on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's probably what I'll do next year. Mm -hmm. That's probably the plan for next year is to kind of zhuzh up my... Yeah. I want to zhuzh up my display as well. Like I want to, I want to get like a backdrop. I want to... There's more like professional looking stuff that I want to get. Like again, I think it's largely like having the backdrop, having like a hanging sign mm. with my, you know, name on it and stuff like that. Again, it's like kind of basic stuff. I don't it's like yeah. So I want to I want to zhuzh up my booth as well. Yeah. Like I want a banner with my name on it and all yeah. that so people can find me easily. Mm -hmm. But my brain's like, "Well, now you got to carry a banner to yeah. the convention and mm. I don't want to do that." Like, yeah, no, that's that's fair. If I could have everything in two boxes and a generator, that would be prime. Oof. Right? That's a, that's yeah. hard with the amount of product we want to carry, and that's even like a hundred items by themselves. Mm -hmm. Is that that's yeah, it? Yeah, no, there's 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 no way I could fit my display in that. No, no way. But um, and I like to I like to do my system so I can just kind of like rummage around my stuff. Mm -hmm. You organize your boxes mm -hmm. and you stack them. And for me, I'm like I have to open a box and know what's in there and yeah. label them. But I'm like, uh, it's in this box somewhere. And so yeah, I just, I just yeah, didn't get yeah, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I feel like my I feel like my biggest like good takeaways. Let me let me look at my notes. Uh, yeah. So I'd say overall, like seeing the price increases and that people were still buying them, especially for the Dragon Egg mugs, that was a really good success. As I was prepping, like between Sack Anime Summer and Sack Anime Winter, mm -hmm. I was able to see that I could make more than I thought I could as long as I batch things in a certain way. Yes. So instead of trying to make a batch where it was like, oh, I'll do like 20 cups and 30 mugs and 10 goblets, it was like, no, 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 no. We're going to make, yeah. we're going to make a bunch. We're going to make 50, you know, or whatever, you know? Yeah. So that was really good to see. It was good to see what people were asking for. So again, like they're asking for the, the mushroom cups and the cauldron mugs, um, I was good to have help. It was also really nice to have good neighbors. Like, I mean, I've always had good neighbors, but like the folks who were in my row were, were people who I've known for several conventions. Mm -hmm. So it was really fun to have that community in that particular aisle. Like Emerald Barkley was, was there. They're freaking awesome. Uh, Dreamvale Studios was there. Mm -hmm. Genuine Arts. Like, love those guys. You All right. I'm in names. I, 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 I try. I try my best. I, I had a very I don't, nice lady always... next to me. Well, that's good. I don't remember her name. Yeah. She was just nice. I'm going to go through a review of what didn't go well oh. as well. You have a, you have I a literally, list? I literally made a list. You know me. I make lists. Yeah, but like you like you, you were like, here's the things that went well, and you had no list. And then you're like, let me pull out the list of shit that didn't go well. And I'm like, oh, you have a list? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I could just, I just remembered the stuff that didn't go well a little bit more easily. It stuck on your mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. so, so, yeah, so that's the stuff that went, that went well. What didn't go so well was was the new layout, smaller table, and then just less foot traffic, uh -huh. which led to making about $3,000 less than I did last SAC Anime Winter and about $4,000 less than SAC Anime Summer. Okay. I didn't manage my time well enough to get the right proportion of different designs, so I ended up with like way too many alignment mugs, which largely didn't sell. And so next time I'm going to be focusing on like better time and inventory management so that I have a better range of designs that more reflect what people buy. So what I will be doing now, since I have a bunch of leftovers, is essentially photographing all of them and then putting them up on my online shop. So I'll be doing that in, in probably a couple weeks. Um, I got on the wait list for the corner booth, so I probably won't get that, but we'll see. The corner booth usually costs more too, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, that's actually the other 
downside is that like from sack anime summer to sack anime winter they increase the price yeah, so i want to say the booth price for a regular aisle price is what is it like 900 well, it's 800 and then you gotta i buy an extra badge oh yeah so it's about nine for us anyway yeah and yeah i buy pay some like extra 450 and then the other person pays 450 yeah yeah i'm paying the full 900 myself and then i'm paying i uh for the friend who helps me basically all day all weekend um i ended up paying him about 500 because mm -hmm. i basically broke it down to 15 dollars an hour plus like travel time because mm -hmm. he lives like a about 45 minutes away from the downtown area right, right, right. and i'm like yo dude like this isn't your main job you don't have to give your whole ass weekend like i'm gonna i'm gonna pay you like right, right. at least what should be the minimum minimum wage of 15 bucks an hour right so yeah so that's that's for next time is just hopefully being on the corner booth probably not but i'll just see how see how sales next time go next time and if things don't go well and can or like get worse there are other areas of the con that i could potentially sell at like i could go back to see about going back into artist alley but you know and, and there's also a there is like an 18 plus section of like an artist alley it's called <laughs> colloquial colloquially we ended up calling it degen alley yeah like degenerate alley but so i heard it was bad too uh it was it was it was okay like honestly there's a little part of me and i know this is like arrogant to say there's a little part of me that wants to sell up there because i'm like i could make some good like <laughs> like fun yeah. naughty ceramic stuff like i'm not talking about like sex toys or anything about yeah, like yeah, that yeah, but yeah. like i could i could make some fun stuff so I could do that, but realistically, you know, even with the decreased foot traffic, vendor the vendor section still works well for me. So I'll just continue to kind of observe things, try and again, not put my eggs, in, all my eggs in one basket and then just uh, make improvements to my booth. People and that's were, my list. <laughs> anyway. People weren't saying the what we now call the D-Gen Alley was, yeah. was like bad sales. Mm -hmm. Uh, people were saying it was just bad foot traffic because I think it was in like another area of the convention. Yes, yes, no, it wasn't a completely. It wasn't a completely. The person I was area. next to was like, I was excited for it, but then like, I went up there and it's a ghost town. Like no one's yeah. in there, and I was like, that's that. At one time, it's kind of sad. At another time, I kind of get it. Not because I'm anti like sex stuff. Yeah. I like to think I'm fairly open to it. My, I think my thing is that like, when you go in there. It kind of is the conceptualized version of what people think... Think anime is. Like, yeah, or a weeaboo like... who's in the basement stroking it to hentai is. <laughs> You're like, oh, all the people that I think watch hentai are here. <laughs> it's that, kind, and, yeah, a little bit. Kind of, yeah, and I, I hate will... to say that, but like the, stereo, the stereotype of what I think in my mind was actually there. And... Yeah. Well, or at least that kind of art was, yeah, like, because it was largely... There was hentai pillows and, like, hentai DVDs, you know what I mean? Like, there was stuff there. And you're yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely, I, I think, so I've been into a couple other, like, 18-plus, like, sections of conventions, yeah. and, like, I think Fanime's, I think they call it, like, Silver Island or something, I don't remember, but anyway, their, their like, 18-plus Artist Alley section was really, was really fun, mm -hmm. because, again, it, and it's, it's interesting, because you could, you could see that it was marketed to a different audience, like, yes. it seemed a lot more, like, queer-friendly and, like, women-friendly, I would say. Yeah, it seemed more open and more, like, we're not here to stroke it, we're here because sex is okay to talk about openly. Yeah, and it's, like, fun, and it's, like, yeah. and it's, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I definitely bought a little sticker of a sexy demon lady with the big boobs and the tiny waist, 
you know, but it, and it was fun. But yeah, I agree. I think I think there are. I think the the D-Gen Alley at SAC Anime could could see some improvements. Like it wasn't, yeah, it was just it was it was kind of just a little samey. I think is the biggest thing I would say. Yeah, I do remember a long time ago in SAC Anime when I first started going, they mixed those people those people they mixed them in with like the Artist Alley. Yeah, and I remember people like trying to sell their work next to essentially porn. What is anime porn? Yeah, and then they were like, I kind of don't want that yeah and, I, I think and that, kids come here yeah you know, like, no i agree like i mean it's it's a sack anime is a family friendly con so i agree that like the 18 plus stuff should be in a different section yes but it seems like it should be i don't know just in like not up the stairs around the corner down the hall yeah. like so far away yeah and but, so they essentially segregated them and i'm like i feel kind of bad for you guys yeah because like you know, I don't want to make it seem so taboo that it's never to be talked about or experienced. Yeah, sure, sure. I want those who are responsible with it to be responsible with it and have free access to it if it is their conscientious decision to do so. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially if you are 18 or older. Honestly... Well, yeah, because they check IDs going in. Like, you can't get in if you are not 18 plus. Honestly, unpopular opinion, raise the... Uh, the uh, what's, it, what's it called when you're 18? Age of consent? It, raise it to, like, 21. Yo, 18-year-olds are children to me. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to think if there is there any, like, sort of sum up, summary, anything that we didn't get to that you want to talk about? No. I think I think we've... Okay. What was that rant you were talking about? Uh, uh, is Okay. Let me ask. Is it related to SAC anime? No. Kind okay. of. Not really. Okay. If it's not related to SAC anime, I a, we'll, I save a... it, we'll save it for a Night Peddlers episode. I had All a right? conversation with someone at SAC anime about teacups, and she wouldn't stop calling them Yonomis. Okay. And I was like, you're not Japanese. I'm the one who's making this stuff. They're called teacups. And she was like, yeah, they're Yonomis. And I was like, they're Yonomis if you know Japanese, or if you're Japanese, or if you make them in the style of Yonomis, but these are not in the style of... She's like, how do you know? I'm like, I made them. <laughs> it's kind of like when people call certain tea bowls by their, like, Japanese name. Oh, okay. And I'm like, they're tea bowls. Is it... Stop it. Oh. Stop it. Okay. Is it so okay? So admittedly, I don't know. Is it is is there a particular style of? Because I I've heard Yunomi's described as just like any kind of just like teacup. It's usually just any kind of, but there's a specific culture and style that belongs to them. And there's, it's kind of like, and this is just me, and I know you're gonna fight it, which is why I'm saying it beforehand. Okay. It's kind of right. like Making the person. Me nervous. It's kind of like the person who's like, yeah, I like to watch Naruto. And there's always one person that's like, oh yeah, I love Naruto. And you're like, stop it. <laughs> stop. You're not Japanese. <laughs> you're trying way too hard. I love cilantro. It, you, you're no parts. You don't even speak. Stop. Stop it. But you are Irish. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't actually have particularly strong opinions about yeah, that. Because, like, I can I can kind of see both ways. Like, It doesn't bug me too much. I just feel like they're trying too hard. And I'm like, as the person who makes the stuff, you know, you don't have to lie to kick it. That's all I'm going to say. You don't have to, like, pretend to be something you're not in order to... Well, I mean, you don't know where this person's coming from. Coming from annoying me is where they're coming from. <laughs> Take that much right now. That's the... Anyway. Okay. That's it. That's, the, that's my only gripe, is people trying to be doing stuff that... I'm like, you don't have to do that. Hmm. You don't have to pretend to be something you're not in order to fit in. You're assuming that that's what they're doing. <sighs> they are. 
Okay. All right. Well, listeners, tell us in the comments. <laughs> tell us in the comments what you think about this. Um, or, uh, or say, you know, or, 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 or. I'm going to eat some fancy even, spaghetti. Even better. Stop it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even better, set make make a make a uh, you know hashtag the mud paddlers. You've never been to Italy. Let me finish my sentence. <laughs> Even better, write a post uh, or not write a post. Tag us on the on the social medias. Hashtag the mud paddlers. Tell us your opinion. Croissant. 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 Pistacchio. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. That was it. All right. It's not even a big rant. It's just a little one. Okay. Just a little baby rant. There has to be. There has to be another one that's anime. <laughs> There's one. Uh, you know when people say like the original name of uh anime in Japanese. Yeah. Instead of just like the. There's like like Food Wars is like something something. Oh, Shokugeki. Y well. No. Yes. Wait. But there's like a real Japanese name for it. Shokugeki is like the American nomenclature for Food Wars. But there's like the whole name is a whole different thing. Anyway. Okay. Cause I'm stuck there like, what are you talking about? I don't even like English. You're making me so upset. I speak English cause it's the only language I know. You have so many strong opinions. I just farted, I'm sorry. It's my, it's my, it's my uh, natural defense. That's your retort. That's my retort. Lindsay's like, you know what I think about that? Narrow, narrow <laughs> views. It is a narrow-minded Judgmental. Thing, yes. yes. People already know I'm a... People, what people know from this from this podcast, Dante, outed. is that both of us do pottery. I am a... I am We're a... We're pervy and gassy. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a horny, I'm a horny little queer person. I'm a bitch. I'm, I'm a lover. I'm a child. I'm a mother. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Mud Peddlers. We would love to hear from you. So if you want to share your thoughts about the episodes or just see what Dante and I are working on in our studios, come say hi. You can find links to my social media at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, M as in monster, D-I-L-L-O-N.com. And you can visit my pottery shop or see what I'm working on at earthnationceramics.com. And you can find me all over social media at Earth Nation Ceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. And if you want to support the show, hear some bonus episodes, and see some behind the scenes of my work, you can support me and the show at patreon.com slash Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>